Hello and welcome. Got any spoons? I'm your host, Anne. I'm not a medical doctor and I don't give medical advice. I do share my personal experiences, tips, tricks, and life hacks of dealing with chronic illness, disability, and pain. This past week was a doozy dealing with insurance and the ways in which it is messed up at this present moment in my situation um, just about broke me, but uh, I'm here to let you know I'm not broken, (laughs) at least not completely. And to me, I had to change my frame of mind to keep my sanity. It, It really doesn't behoove me to try to negotiate or talk or understand what's going on when the people on the phone have a script that they cannot deviate from. Uh, So that was information. You're not going to get anywhere talking to people on the phone. And if you ask for a manager, that's going to be the guy in the cubicle next door or gal. Um, So if you are calling to try to keep things straight, bless you, keep notes, keep track of the calls that you make, who you talk to, and what they tell you. And stop there. Say thank you after they tell you what they think you need to do and note that and move on. Because it's something that you probably already know, or maybe not, um, but you'll learn pieces of information. Because it's almost, in my experience, like once they tell you the script, they will not deviate from that no matter what other information you give them. They will only answer the first issue. Um, So call them with the issue or the comment, you know, that you have a new insurance or whatever it is. And um, they'll tell you their advice and then you can go along your merry. Keep it short, keep it sweet. That is how you're going to keep your sanity. Um, I know for me, Some of the stress also comes from receiving the copious amounts of EOBs followed by bills. And when your insurance is wacky and is not being reported correctly for whatever reason, those bills might go unpaid for a time. And if you're a type A personality like me, who also enjoys the fight trauma response in these type of matters, Um, (laughs) there's some things to calm your system down. Okay. So walk with me on this one and take a deep breath and let it go. And let's talk about it. Why is it important that our bills get paid? Well, so that we don't get turned into the credit agency so that we don't have our credit score affected. And that is a big deal, right? Because credit scores can affect your ability to rent or run your credit score. It may affect your job prospects. It may affect your spouse's prospects. And that is terrifying or can be. And so I wanted to share, if you didn't already know, that the government in this past year has done things to help us. They have standardized a few things and it is to our benefit. So I picked up an article um, from Experian, one of the big three credit bureau credit reporting 
agencies, and they did a pretty good job of summing things up, and I want to share that with you. Medical billing is murky at best. If you've had an inpatient stay uh, in the hospital, then you know, even or just an ER visit, something more than a doctor's visit. Um, It seems that there are so many different things you I would love to get just one bill, <laughs> but the anesthesiologist will send a bill. The specialist will send a bill. The hospitalist will send a bill. The hospital sends a bill for the room. The radiology sends a bill um, for the equipment versus the radiologist who will send you a bill who interpreted those images. It is a lot. And uh, then each of those uh, entities might have a different way of determining whether something is delinquent. And it's when it becomes delinquent and it's reported to a credit agency as delinquent that is the problem. So what they did this past year, um, according to the article and what I thought I knew, <laughs> was that they standardize the um, waiting period. And they did that with the three major credit bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. So they quote, now employ a 365-day waiting period before unpaid medical collection debt appears in your credit history. The year-long grace period is designed to give you enough time to correct any errors on your bill, pay the bill, or get your insurance company to pay it. Um, it, Figuring out a payment plan is also another way to resolve the problem. And some in uh, hospitals, especially teaching hospitals, are really good about the payment plans. Uh, Others will not do that at all. So something to think about. What this new change did for me, what this article confirmed, is that I have time. I don't need this stuff to be figured out today. And I can acknowledge that things move slower much slower than I want them to, uh, than, than it seems necessary, but they're allowing for that. They're allowing me a full year to make sure this stuff is on top of things or paid. I think the challenge comes when it's not just a visit. You know, I didn't have a catastrophic accident or just a one-time illness. Oops, had to get my gallbladder out and I'm done. Uh, this is a fairly frequent type of thing for me and it's ongoing, but it's giving me time and I can, I can work with time, right? Um, the other thing to note, which is really nice, is that if any of the unpaid balances and collections are less than $500, that account won't appear on your credit report at all. Um, so It says, in addition, all three major credit scoring agencies will remove medical collection debt from your credit history once it's paid off by the insurer. So you've got that going for you as well. Even if it takes a while, once you pay it, it's going to be good to go. So um, they give uh, examples on how to help with your credit score, know what to expect. Uh Uh-huh. Keep track of your medical bills. You got it. Uh, Make sure your charges are accurate. 
Thank you. That is a challenge. That is definitely a challenge, especially anyway, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> and then um, the last bullet point I think is uh, try to negotiate your medical bills. Um, okay. That's an interesting one. That's, that's not how that works, but okay. Maybe for, for perfectly healthy people, it works like that and you have to get a surgery and you doctor shop for your surgery to get the best person with the best price. Bless you. Go for it. <laughs> it's just, I think that's very ableist um, thinking. Not that they're not recognizing chronically ill, but that's not how it works in our world. So the main points being uh know that the people on the phone follow a script and um, you're just going to have to progress your questions with different phone calls. It's not going to happen in the same phone call because they're not going to alter their script. Uh, then you do have time. It will uh, have a full year before it hits your credit score. So you can fix that stuff. You can get it paid. You can get the payment you know, plan up and going and, and figure out all that stuff. So we do have some time and we don't have to stress out like Ann did this week. We don't have to start crying and blowing up because magic is in the air and affecting everything and mucking it up. It's going to be okay. That's the bottom line. It is going to be okay. If, if you don't believe that, I understand 100% because I was there last week, this week. Um, but I have been there. I have done that and it will get better, it will get taken care of, and you have time. That's what I want you to know. That's the spoon. I'm saving these spoons for you. Don't waste your spoons on people who have scripts. Don't waste your spoons on things that are going to take 60 to 80 business days. Put a note in your phone and make a reminder to give them a call, and in the in-between, let it ride. It's okay. You've got the time. They did that for us. In fact, just hit pause. Let's take our break a little bit early. Get a drink of water, do some breathing exercises, listen to some music, make a phone call, do what you got to do, come back, and we'll talk about some more stuff. Welcome back. I feeling better? Me too. I am so looking forward to the fall, to cooler temperatures. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone around in the States has started school. And while I don't have kids in school, I do see the return to like the ebb and flow that I'm most used to with traffic and um, the daily activities and routines. And I'm a fan of that. I, I can better plan know what to expect with the traffic and the slow times of the store uh, are better type of thing that we, that I do to save spoons. Um, so that's just encouraging to me to have that kind of going back. Also, I thought that I needed to get a new outfit for my 30th anniversary. It turns out I didn't. Um, what I was really wanting was the season change. I looked at my closet and I looked at these wonderful clothes that I love and I need the temperature to drop like 20 degrees or so <laughs> before I can wear that. I'm There's no such thing as layers right now. Um, 
we were the hottest place on earth, like last week for the first uh, day of school and the heat indices, they were, they were kind of scary. So um, yeah, looking forward to the back and forth of, of school and the routine. It also means that for the normal people, the able-bodied people, this is when the doctor's offices get busy. They get busy because you've got kids starting school and they need to have their uh, back to school physicals. They can start their sports again, which might cause accidents. The non-chronically ill community is now entering the phase of the calendar year where they have to start looking at their medical expenses and their budget to see if this is the year they're going to get their toes fixed, if they're going to have those things taken care of that they really do need to take care of, but they hadn't maxed out on their deductible and stuff. Things tend to be clumped into a year. And a lot of people can go several years uh, and not make their deductibles. It's not something that happens in our house. It's kind of a race to see how quickly we'll meet it every year and not on purpose. But uh, if you want to have fun and just, you know, take some bets in house on who's making dinner or buying somebody ice cream, when you're going to hit your deductible in a chronically ill house might be a little bit of fun. But if you're new to the chronic illness world and this is uh, still the time where you're figuring stuff out, give grace. This time of year, the doctor's offices and surgeons and such get super busy. Flu season will start, that type of thing, um, which pushes the regular masses into the system. And uh, we have to do our best to keep ourselves healthy and have that realistic expectation. And um, know that, you know, as the new year rolls around, that's kind of our time. The spring is when we can get stuff done and be seen and the doctors can maybe take a break. They might also take vacation. You know, they get to do that. But that's all part of that ebb and flow. And um, just for me, knowing is half the battle. So I'm sharing this stuff so that you can have it in mind if you're frustrated, if you're dealing with things. It's also really nice to acknowledge to the staff that you are like, oh, things get busy this time of year. Anytime you can share an empathetic moment with your healthcare providers or the staff in the office type thing, that's endearing. And that shows that you're both human and I think helps the relationship and the idea that you're a team. They are not infallible. They are not invincible. Uh, they are not all knowing. And so give them the grace that they're human. Acknowledge that they too get tired. And um, when you put that on the table, I think it usually works better. If you're wondering about the Cleveland Clinic and my progress on that venture, there has been none. <laughs> the uh, doctor has not been very helpful in uh, making that referral. And that's been another frustration of many transfers and not understanding what's happening and where I'm going and definitely feeling like 
there's the passing of the buck, uh, maybe possibly some weaponized incompetence. If I do nothing, maybe she'll find somebody else type of thing. And I'm working on it. I really wanted to work with the primary referral uh, side of things, but I think it's going to switch to a patient referral and I'm going to be doing the legwork and that's fine as long as I have somebody to come back to who will help with the, you know, the treatment plan should they uh, come up with something that's in addition to what I'm already doing. But I don't know. And I'm just practicing what I preach, taking it slow, breathing. It will get done. They are human. Maybe they're getting ready for school too. Maybe their last child is launching. And this is a very tumultuous slash traumatic time for them. Uh, Give them grace. That is what I am to do for my sanity, if nothing else. This weekend, I watched a show that's very familiar in our family. In fact, I think it's like canon. You need to have watched this show to uh, take part in quite a few of the conversations that happen in our house. The movie is called About Time. It was released in 2006. And the story, uh, spoiler alert, (laughs) the basic idea is that the main character finds out um, in at 21 that the men in his family can travel through time. And it's about finding love. At the end, he does lose his dad. And um, it's funny, not funny. I turn this show on often to go to sleep. The, um, the, the British accents, the... Um, Love, so, love story nature of the movie. There's not a lot of action. There's not booms and bangs. It's not a lot of bright flashing lights. It's soothing to me. And so I'll turn it on and I'm very familiar with the first half, but I don't often get to the second half. Um, thankfully, I fall asleep before then. But that second half plays because my husband isn't yet to bed. And so he's the one who turns it off and um, turns off all the lights and things. So this weekend I did watch the second half and um, I think that most of you know that we lost my father-in-law this spring and um, that hit really hard watching this movie and the idea that they knew that this was coming and that the father and son uh, took all the opportunities to spend time together as well as use their special gifts to um, extend some of that time. And um, I know that my husband and I made the same decisions to return to his hometown as often as possible. Uh, As we knew, his, his dad was declining and wanted to spend time with him and support his mom and, and do what we could to be there. Um, the big lesson at the end of the movie is that even with the ability to travel through time, uh, living your life as if you went back to that day specifically to relive it in a happy, positive way, to notice the little things, the little joys in life, that was the lesson that ultimately was learned. And 
it's a very, very poignant lesson, I think, for all of us. And uh, that's what I'm focusing on. That doesn't mean that I don't want to or don't look at all into the future or into retirement uh, should I make it that far. Um, I don't assume I'll make it that far. I do hope I will. And like I said, there's those goals that I have uh, for us, for my life. um, And I think we'll get there and it'll be good. But it it's cliche and it's true that, you know, the future isn't promised. The past is in the past. So we have today, we have the present and what can we do to make the most of it? And I learned this week again, and it's a lesson I, I apparently have to learn a lot that, um, that, decision to make the most of my day is still up to me. And it does look different as someone who deals with chronic pain and illness, but I don't need to let a script reading call center person steal my joy because they have to stick to the script and they're just doing their job. They're not stealing my joy on purpose. That's not what they're trying to do. If they are, all the more reason to get off the phone with them quicker because I don't need that type of energy. So um, I hope for you that are listening that um, this podcast is a little bit of joy that you can listen and laugh or learn or whatever that you do um, uh, feel better because you're not in the situation. I don't know. I'm not going to try to pretend, um, but it is a a joy to be able to record, to share, and um, to make my little ripple butterfly effect on the world. And um, thank you for listening. Thanks for allowing me to do this. And um, I hope you have a great week. You're not alone. You are loved. Please remember that. You can reach out, email spoons at gmail.com and um, be good to yourself. I'll talk to you next week.